Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I am Glenn Quartermain, the Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrich, Channel 7 guru, <laughs> former West Coast Eagle, inaugural West Coast Eagle, and now president of the Perth Football Club. Sorry, that's my phone going off. That's a slab. Uh, we are brought to you by Tab Touch. Choose Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly and call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, a bit to get through, but mm. some issues overnight. Let's start with Peter Sumich, as always, his provocative column in the Western Australian this morning, and calling for drastic measures for Nick Nat Nui. I, I tend to agree with him. I think they need to look at all options for Nick Nat, saying possibly send him overseas to get this Achilles looked at. And some really concerning times for Nick Nat. He has a two-year contract, but the Achilles, as we know, it's a dreadful injury, mm. and it's also his spring heel. So it's the, it's he the leg off. he jumps off. Yeah. So for a player who bases his game around his athletic ability, it's it's really concerning times. It's a, That injury, it's very hard to get blood into that area, and that's why it's always very hard to heal. And clearly when you're 116 kilos and you jump off that foot, it makes it even worse. Summer's advocating him going overseas, what, to Germany or somewhere like that? Calf's blood? What well, you well I'll, it's Dr. Hans Willem Muller-Wolfhart. Now, I'm not sure if he's advocating this particular um clinician but this guy is, is has been used by AFL players in the past and they inject um, calf's blood into the actual muscle so I'm not sure if we can do that with the Achilles tendon I'm mm. sure you can but I, I'd try all options if I was Nick Nat yeah interesting name that fella so did you say Wolf Wolfgang or something no no it? it's Hans Willem Muller Wolfhart just give me a sec I've got a funny story about this I have you know you follow sporting teams all over the, all over the world. When I moved to England, yeah. I wanted to, I didn't have a team in the um, in the Bundesliga. Well, you needed one in Germany. As yeah, well. I needed one in Germany, so I was. <laughs> what's asking, your team? In, what's your Premier League team? Oh, Man U. Oh, Man U. But the Man reason U. I fo- started following Wolfsburg Wolves in Wolfsburg Germany Wolves. was because I was told the manager at the time's name was Wolfgang Wolf. So the odds of Wolfgang Wolf coaching Wolfsburg. So his surname Wolves, was Wolf. That's and right. his old man called him Wolfgang. That's right. What a sense of humor. And, and then I looked the club up. I looked it up to see if it was accurate, and it was. And then the president's name was Peter Pan, and I thought, <laughs> this is my team. Have they have they won anything, those guys? They the won a uh, uh, yes, they won a title about eight years ago, and that's all they've done. Cheapest. But anyway, well, go, go we digress. To, going back to summer yeah. though, the um, yeah, well, it's in, well, basically Peter's saying that it's more serious than the clubs letting on. That he could even have the year off, which I guess by mid by sort of by June, if they're looking very bad. You, you would, I don't know if you would bring him back, would you? I don't know, you maybe would give them a year Dep- off. Hey, let's see where they're at on the win-loss yeah. ledger. And it's like they've got a lot of outs at the moment. Because so clearly, it looks like now they're not playing finals. So every all their, all their thinking now is turning towards, okay, we're not playing finals. What does that mean, as you know? And the Hawks are, are experts at it. The two-year contract thing. What I do you mean by that? It's a bit of a Well, lap. you know, like the, the, the Hawks aren't really trying to get up the ladder, are they? they well, the players are. Yeah, the players are, but... The coach hasn't told him, my boys, we're not really trying to win too many games. Oh, I, don't I don't want know. too many Ws. See, I, don't, I dispute that. Do you reckon, I just reckon, they, do you reckon no they want to give up first pick, second pick? I reckon pick? they're young and not much good at the moment. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is that clearly they're rebuilding. For the Harley the Reed way, Cup, number one draft yeah, pick this year. And the way the system is, there's no reason to climb the ladder if you can't make the finals. Once you realise you can't make the finals, why finish higher you're better off finishing lower, aren't you? I'll tell you why, Barry, because supporters like to see their club win. Yeah. Well, the Hawks have had a lot of success, mate, so I don't think they can go too bad without... You won't anyway, get any back complaints on... from me, but, you know, and interesting, you know, we know Nick Nat with the two-year deal. Now, anyone who disputes his worth to the team, and there are people who do ridiculously dispute his worth to the team, they look at pure stats, but mm. no one brings his midfield 
into the game more than Nick Natanui. Right. He elevates the midfield. Yep. Uh, you grow a leg behind him because you, you know he's going forward. So you can get on the, you can get on your horse, you can get on your bike, and just go forward. And let, Chewy can just go right. It's going to come to us. Let's not let's not beat around the bush either, Barra. Thirty to forty million estimated since he joined the club in merchandise sales. So yeah. he's worth a lot of money to that footy club. And, and I, that's why I've got no dramas with the two-year contract. I think there was some suggestion he shouldn't have got a two-year contract. But really, what happens in the second year is if he does decide to retire. Uh, they come to him and they make some arrangement where he's like the face of the club. He's the ambassador. He's the marketing guru. And that's that's what you want from Nick. He's the biggest name in footy and He's WA. a good human. And, and a great man as well. you can't have enough good humans at your footy club. No. You know, what about that amazing stat, though? Because when, when somebody had a go at Luke Jackson about mm-hmm. not taking marks, mm-hmm. okay, and, he, and they said, oh, he's taken one mark in two weeks, somebody pulled out a stat that Nick Nat, over his career, I think it's 213 games, Hasn't taken a mark in forty-five matches. Different players, though. Nick, but just, just, like, yeah. just, just absorb that. Just you know, like suck it in. Forty-five matches. That's not taking a mark. Hasn't played a lot in the last forty-five matches. Yeah. Not taking a mark for two years, for two seasons. Mm. I mean, when you think about that, you go, "Wow, that is quite remarkable." Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Has taken some good hangs in his day, and then he, then he, then he does take some hangers. I mean, I love the bloke. I'm his biggest fan, and I think anytime he's around the place, as you said, everyone lifts. He's a great character. He's great to have in the joint, and, but they, and they, the punters this, love him. This is a crossroad moment, isn't it, for his, mm. in his career? Really, I mean, he is. It, it's it, the latter. I don't, I don't know what the answer career. is actually, and and the Eagles need to go to the preseason, the midseason draft, don't they, and get a ruckman? Really, they do, don't they? Well, they've got. They've got a um, a young emerging ruckman um, whose name just escapes me at the moment, but yep. I'm sure we can. Uh, the South Australian boy. Uh, yep. Big raps on him. Now he's a he's a long termer uh, because big blokes take longer, obviously. But I'm told he was pretty impressive last week in the waffle mm. uh, for West Coast. So uh, I think they're okay long term, but yeah, you're right. Short term, they're desperately in need of a ruckman. So that's what the mid season draft's for, Barra. Because Brody Grundy would be loving coming over here. He'd go, oh, how good's this? I'm coming over to Optus and I'm just going to well, run amok. And two weeks ago, he wouldn't have been thinking that when Max Gorm was ruled out. So no. he was great last week. How good was Waterman in the ruck last week? Did you see him? Yeah. He's come up against Sean Darcy. He's gone, I'm not jumping against that <laughs> behemoth. I'm just going to let him tap it. And he, and he did it with Luke Jackson too. And a couple of times, Jackson actually tapped it to Waterman, who was the other ruckman, because he didn't go up. Well, we've, ta- <laughs> we've spoken about that earlier in the week. The inefficiency of Fremantle and their inability to capitalise on 60 Darcy. more hit outs they had yeah, yeah. <laughs> so look um, good luck to Nick Nat we hope he gets it right now a uh, bit of news overnight Barra mm-hmm. Jack Chris oh, yeah. uh, Jack Chris so why players put things on Snapchat is beyond me and there, there are allegations but what's happened here so he must have sent some, it's a video so it's a video m- and some and the text uh, relates to illicit substances and some sexual innuendo. Now, uh, we know that's him, but we don't know about the video. It's very grainy. Mm. But uh, look, I just Snapchats. Well, I but don't he, know why they do But he must have this. sent it to somebody that he was close to, and somehow it's got to somebody else. And the, everybody lives on TikTok. That's the thing, and that's the key. Now, I don't. Well, young people do, and you know, players yes, they certainly do. Players do, and. It's, I, I just wonder about the time and the coincidence of them. <laughs> you know, he's from that club. He's going back to take them on the first the first time. Like, remember like, when Dusty got done and it was Richmond versus Brisbane mm. and someone released some So pictures? he is playing tonight. He's definitely playing tonight. He has travelled and the AFL will be speaking on, to him you, on his How do you return? know he's definitely playing? Because they've said he's playing. <laughs> yeah, until the AFL goes, mate, he no, ain't no. playing. The AFL are going to Because there's an investigation, he, isn't there? There is. Collingwood's investigating it. The AFL's integrity unit will investigate it, but they're not going to speak to him until he returns. So mm. I guess the, the, the thinking there is... You don't want to penalise the team tonight, but he's played a hundred and was one hundred and ninety games in a row. Or yeah. something. he's a terrific player. One hundred ninety in a row, dual Copeland Trophy winner, mm. and uh, he's elite. So he will be missed, and of course, Collingwood without Ruckman. Uh, in, but we'll get onto yeah. that game in a, right in a little while. But worrying signs for him. A uh, little bit, little bit of um, discussion this week. So Gil McLaughlin presented at the uh, parliamentary inquiry into gambling. Interesting times. Um, there's speculation over whether uh, there's too much uh, advertising on TV. So kids watching, whether it should be capped till 8.30. 
interesting, Gil McLaughlin's commentary around that has changed a little bit. He's now more concerned with inducement advertising, so social media, what you get on your phones, you know, money back for bets, all of that sort of stuff. I tend to agree with him on that. Um, the concern is if they take the gambling revenue, we're talking tens of millions of dollars, Barry, mm. and you realise the AFL gets a slice of um, every uh, match that's bet on. Did you realise that? Is that right? Yeah, every wow. bit that's laid on an AFL match, they get a percentage. There's a lot so. more warnings I've noticed now. Uh, I, I tend to think it should be, you know, I think a time frame. So maybe cap it till later, and um, they are be they, smart about how you do it. And I don't like inducements. They're going I've never after have. young men as yeah. well, and you know, a lot and of, women. Uh, yeah, but the, that's their target market. Not many women in those ads that I've seen, my friend. <laughs> No, but anyone's allowed to bet if yeah, you're over that's 18. True. But I think that's the, isn't it? Get together with your mates and have a bit of a bet and all that, which if you just do it the right way, obviously no dramas. Well, there's but nothing wrong with doing it right the, way, the right way, as we know with Tab Touch Barra. Yeah. Well, um, Sydney Swans came out today, though, and posted um, something on, on social media saying that they are going the other way. They're definitely thinking that they shouldn't have to do this, that they shouldn't be supporting this industry. So something's going to happen, something's going to give, but... It is good that those warnings are now being presented right at the end, and then, then they're being done in a, in a sensible way rather than just like a throwaway, uh, you know, if you're in strife, don't gamble too much or whatever. They're really sort of pushing the message like, like we do. Absolutely. Um, gamble responsibly, Barra. Uh, some more news overnight. The Western Bulldogs have signed a Category B rookie. Now, the reason I was interested in this one, his name's James O'Donnell. He's an all-rounder, a cricketer. So he's he's um, turned his back on cricket. He's now playing footy. Yeah. Uh, son of son of Simon O'Donnell. So Simon O'Donnell, whose father played for St Kilda in the forties, Simon actually played some footy for St Kilda, become, before becoming as he we did. as we knew him yeah. as the great Australian all rounder. I think he won an Australian Cricketer of the Year award. Um, uh, played a bit of Test cricket. More known, well known for his um, yeah. one day exploits. But uh, he I'll could have in- gone both ways because he's a big bugger. Yeah, yeah, he probably could have played footy. Well, he did play footy. Yeah, but what I mean, go on and, and instead of being a full cricketer. Uh, a bit of a history with the cricketers too. Warney, Shane Warne. Yeah. Well, what about Chris Mitsopoulos? He was made life member of the Perth Footy Club this week or, or recently. He, he was a brilliant cricketer too um, and could have gone both ways. And he had a choice to be coached by Brayshaw, old man Brayshaw, Sticks Brayshaw, in the cricket or go and play for Perth in the, in the waffle, of course. He went down the the footy path. He told this funny story about when he turned up. He used to have long hair, didn't he? Long curly hair. Mm-hmm. It's a bit grey now. And he said on his first lap, I don't think Mal Atwell's coach, the most fearsome bloke of all time. And I don't think Mal took too kindly to long hair. And I don't think he'd seen too much of long hair. And he reckons the first lap of training, he just got followed around the whole oval by Mal the entire time, just having a crack at him about his hair, <laughs> just to test him out, see if he had the gumption to hang around. And he did. And now he's a life member and he was one of the all-time greats. Alex Pearce, um, Frio captain, um, defender. He was a very talented junior cricketer. Yeah, Summer. Summer was brilliant. Langdon was Carl brilliant. Carl Langdon played. Earl Sporting played five Sheffield he Shield did. matches. He did. And, and in the record books, because Earl's our uh, ball legend at Perth this year, I looked it up what, who he dismissed. And in one game playing South Australia, it was he was he got he dismissed David Hooks. So it was David Hooks caught Tim Zura, bowled Earl Spaulding. How good's that? Oh, it's something to tell the grandkids, isn't it? Great Hooksy, man. I got Hooksy. Great man, the Duke too. Yeah, the Duke. Uh, Keith the Miller. There's another yeah, one. Yeah. Played for uh, St Kilda and yeah. before being the one of Australia's greatest ever. Keith Slater. All those blokes. They so all did it. They- back in the day, you could. Yeah. Um, and of course, Alex Carey in recent times played for the Giants and now yeah, Australia's Test amazing, Wicket Crew. Yeah. Jeez, we're good. How are we now, doing? Now, I'll apologise. <laughs> we didn't know that name earlier, but it's Harry Barnett, the kid from South Australia, the young mm. West Coast Eagles. He looks good. You should have known that off the top of my head, but uh, he's going to be a long term. He's going to be a very good player, but you probably just need to. Wait a so you think they don't need develop. another ruckman? Is that I think saying? they do. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. I think you need a short termer. Yeah, yeah uh, like, Naismith, I think is yeah, yeah. running around. He's good. I almost tried to get him. I tried to get him to Perth, but Sydney said his knee was still a bit dodgy. It turns out his knee's okay because he's killing it in the VFL. <laughs> anyway, can't so, win them all. So Barrett, let's try and pick some winners. And um, how'd you go last week? Um, I think I either got three or four, like most people. Did you? Yeah, yeah. What did you do? 
Oh, just a lazy six, mate. Oh, geez, that is good. And didn't, didn't pick my boy. Elevated that is good. me to third on the West Australian tipping. I just wow. know. You've got to be on page one, mate. You've got to be on page Rick one. Rick Arden, he's very upset because he's he's dropped a bit. He takes it very seriously. And oh, Ben, Ben, I can't believe Ben Not Cousins. as seriously as he takes being the captain of my of our Seinfeld trivia night team. Yeah, uh, he loves those Rick quiz Arden. nights. He loves. He knows everything about Seinfeld. Oh, he's, mate, he's the god. I, I found out some amazing sort of useless trivia the other day and told him and he was just enthralled going, really yeah that's brilliant about Seinfeld getting more of that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. give me that <laughs> <laughs> he wins all the Seinfeld quiz nights around town doesn't he no yeah well I'm on his team trust me <laughs> with you, you. yeah we do <laughs> a lot of pressure the crazy mate. Joe Devolas is the name of our team <laughs> brilliant uh, so tonight at the Gabba Barra Brisbane Lions two dollars on tab touch mm. uh, Collingwood a dollar eighty one you wonder what effect if any Jack Crisp has no Ruckman Collingwood so Ash Johnson has been named in the mm. ruck. Very impressive in the first half last week, Ash Johnson. Jeez, mm. um, he's had an interesting pathway too. Halls Creek, yeah. South Australia. Um, was on Adelaide's list as a rookie during COVID and uh, finds himself at Collingwood. Had a good finish to last year. And he was very impressive last week. Just taking on McStay Oscar. and Frampton will be the other guy, uh, players yeah. who will share in the ruck duties. But he has yeah. to go up against Oscar well, McInerney that's what Darcy Fort. Well, no, they didn't pick Darcy Fort. No, they pick Darcy Fort. And, and I found yeah. that interesting given you thought you could capitalise on the weakness. But I think teams are better these days at getting by without yeah. Ruckman. So. It's not huge. The schizo lines, what's going to happen? Are they flat track, flat track bullies? Well, yes. Good they, at home? You've got to say they are, Baron. Mm. I mean, they away from the Gabba, uh, you, and I'm always very, very reluctant to wear the pick white against shorts, them. But I'm good. picking against them tonight. I just think Collingwood's oh, yeah. form is so good. Even with Crisp and, and no Ruckman. Well, Crisp is playing, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I but am. But the dramas, that would be a bit of a distraction when you're on the front page yeah, of the Herald yeah, Sun. Yeah, I would think so. You would think so. <laughs> I, what I d- look, I, um, Daniel Rich has been a, a big – they've really missed his – He's not playing, is he? No, his no. beautiful penetrating kicking from halfback. Hipwood and Danaher – Chris Fagan's got on the front foot over this, the Brisbane coach. He did look a bit selfish, a bit hypocritical old Danaher, didn't he? Fagan pointed out he kicked four the week before, and we do tend to jump on them. Um, Yeah, but but did you see the vision? He was was, was slamming blokes for not giving it to him, and then two guys run past for the handball, and he goes, nah, mate, I'll snap this. Kick four behinds only, too. Look, he's a bit of a different cat, isn't he? I mean, we saw that vision of him a few years ago when he was just sitting on the fence. Remember that when he ran through the ground, just decided to have a bit of a sit. He's just a bit different, and uh, everyone's wired differently. But I want to see. I think this is not a second year rookie, mate. This is a he's been around the system for a while, and he needs to understand that that forward line is just not sinking at the moment with uh, McStay gone and Gunston going in. They've got to find. uh, Yep. They've got to find a solution to that, or I'm they're looking, going nowhere. What I'm looking forward to is seeing whether pay, uh, hey, what's his name, the coach Fagan, Fagan, Pagan, Hagan, Fagan, <laughs> out of uh, Oliver Twist, has worked out how to stop Collingwood going through the corridor, or to take the edge, or stymie them in some way. Well, the problem is, Barrett, everyone's trying to do that, and no one's know, been able so, to do it. So surely there must be a Fagan's web, or Fagan's fix, or Fagan's. You can't just do it overnight, but they have had a bit of time. You know, the thing that intrigues me about them is their use of Cam Rayner, their number one draft pick from a few years Off ago. Off half back. Why? Is he not a mid-forward? Mm. He's the very definition of one. He's bludgeoning really the back clever, line. Really clever, very clever right. player. No, I'd be, I'd be swinging him forward. So you're going, I'm, go, I'm saying Brisbane still. I think Brisbane at home, they win. The crisp thing sort of consolidates it for me, a bit of a distraction. Yep. But you still like the pies, eh? Uh, and despite, I'm picking them despite the fact, uh, just got some champion data stats here, Barra. Collingwood has lost its last four matches at the Gabba mm. by an average margin of 44 points. That's right. That's not good form going in, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I just I just feel that they're going really well, well at the moment. Well, you did get six last week, so you know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm due for you know probably not getting six this week. But uh, okay, on to Friday night, Marvel Stadium, the Good Friday match. Uh, Barrow, we spoke about this last week. You're okay with Good Friday footy? Yeah, um, well, being a a, a a Catholic a Catholic boy. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, what time is it? It's sort of on at two twenty over here, isn't it? Yeah, so. Yeah, I have no sure. issue with um, playing uh, sport on Good Friday. You can still go to church and then you can watch your sport. I think it's celebrating something we love, so I have no issue with it. North Melbourne, $4.25, which I was surprised by those odds for a team that's 2-1. and one. Carlton, $1.23. Um, LDU, not, he's a test. He's back. Oh, he's he's a test, oh, but yeah. he, he should play. And Simpkin, of course, is back from suspension. So... Um, 
look, I, I like the way North's going, but um, a couple of players that have really caught my attention, obviously Harry Sheasel, uh, he's averaging 7.7 rebound 50s this season, and Charlie Combin, tall forward, really like the mm. way he's been going this year. Uh, Nick Larkey's been in good form. Cam, Cam Zerha, the, the Zerha, mate, how good's he been going? He's been going really well in the midfield. He's w- one of those players that clearly is flourishing under Alistair Clarkson's coaching, yeah. like Mason Wood is at St Kilda under Ross Lyon. Nick Larkey, 21 zip this se- uh, since oh, no. round 17 last season. He's amazing. So, Let me ask you really this well. then. This will be the thing. Who plays on Harry Mackay, Charlie Curnow, Tom De Koning, and Jack Silvani? That's right. That's so, why I'm picking Carlton. So Ben Mackay's still out. Yes. So Aiden Core, you play on all those four blades. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? I think they, they can't kick a winning score, can they? So you've you got to go Carlton. Carlton, the only thing about Carlton, obviously Akers is out too with that suspension. He'll, he'll be missed, but... Um, amazing he played, actually. He played the game out. He looks crook as with that shoulder, but he mm. managed to play the game out well under him. That's, that forward line's not quite right, is it? They're not sinking. They're, 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 um, Kerno um, and Mackay sort of bashing into each other a little bit. So yeah, they're they need two to get superstars. That right. Need to get that right. But I, I think Carlton win this game. You? Yes, I think you're right, mate. Adelaide Oval on Saturday. The Adelaide Crows, $1.74. Fremantle, $2.08. I think Adelaide win this, Barra. I can't go with Fremantle. Really? Well, they've won. Jeez. They're coming off a of What 40. are the odds? Are, are, the, are yeah, the Crows favourites? The Crows are favourites. Yeah. What the hell's going on there? Well, I'll tell you what's going on there. They've they only won one game. Yeah, but they could have won three. They were in the first two rounds. They were up to their neck in both games. And probably a bit stiff not to win them, really, to be honest. So I've actually liked Adelaide's form this year. Mm. I look at Adelaide. I look at Fremantle. Haven't got the forward line quite right yet. Better last week, but they were playing against a banged-up team. Mm. So they had, they really couldn't find a way to lose that game. But yes, it was an impressive final quarter, so you hope they carry that form through. I look at that Adelaide forward line, Philthorpe, Rankine, Rochelle. I'll tell you what, that is a that is a potent, Philthorpe was good last week. Yeah. potent forward line. So, and what about the, you know how we talk about how you were selecting the Glendinning Allen medal, mm-hmm. you're one of the voters. And yep. You gave Tim Kelly two votes, yeah, I did. And, so, and, did. I, and then Will Schofield gave him none, mm-hmm. and then someone else gave him one, and then the coaches gave him a lot of votes. What about? Did you see the voting over? How how buddy oh, show, Isaac yeah. Rankin did not get the medal it was unbelievable. Jordan Dawson two medals in um, three games he's played three showdowns, and a couple of those nufties didn't even give him a vote. Well, they're not nufties. That's unkind. Um, then, mate, if you don't give the bloke his bog a vote. So, did oh, you, oh, you want me to read out who it was? Yeah, no, yeah. Well, no. Well, no, I, I, won't, I won't. Well, I'll mention it because it was interesting. I was listening to David King. He voted on that. And yeah, he, he voted for him, and he didn't have. Um, um, he had um, he Dawson as his showdown medal winner. So he said afterwards. He said, "Geez, I looked at the votes and I thought, did I get this wrong?" So he watched the game again, mm. and he said, "Watching the game again." Endorsed my thinking. I absolutely yeah, Rankin, got the voting. Can he kick four. No, he said he got it right with Ch- Jordan Dawson. Yeah, champion data. Um, well, King went three votes Rankin, two votes Laird, one vote Rosie. He was having a crack at the other blokes. Camperiali, no Rankin. Some other bloke from the advertiser can't pronounce his name. John Fra- J- Josh Franku, no, he, he, no, no Rankin. He went Dawson, Rochelle, Phil Thorpe, Brett R- Biglands, Rhett Biglands, O'Brien. Pal Pepper Dawson, <laughs> no Rankin, mm. <laughs> and clearly Rankin. Anyway, it's a, very, it's, a, it's a tough thing to do, mate. As you is, know, it's it tough. Is. It's tough. You know. Yeah, Tim Kelly with two votes. We've actually got a question about that later, so we'll. we'll um, hey, just one that. thing on the Dockers, mate. Uh, that about Rankin. I reckon J Lo would have gone to school on him. I think J Lo will stop him. It's either Young or Walker or, or even Luke Ryan. He's mm. very quick, Luke Ryan. Mm. If he if Luke Ryan goes to rank and he ain't kicking four, I'll give you the big tip. Yeah, um, hard player to match up on. Um, Heath you, Chapman's not there no. after the heroics of round one last year. You know, the hand of God, spoil, well, interesting. such poise and fantastic that was. So do you believe in like ground, vet, you know, hoodoos and what have you? Yeah, what's the record over well, there? Well, Fremantle has lost eight of its last ten matches at Adelaide Oval. Uh. So they've got it, and the one win they had obviously was Heath Chapman's heroics last yeah. year. I reckon they've shown their cards to the Crows too, because I watched them at Victor George Kalis Oval, in other words, down at Coburn mm-hmm. when they played, and Adelaide beat the Dockers. The Dockers had eighty-five blokes playing, so it wasn't a fair assessment. But 
I think they might have shown their cards a bit there, and I reckon J-Lo, he would have gone to school on that as well. So yeah, uh, it makes me think Fremantle's going to win. No, no Fife worries me. What's going on there? He's not going over either. Um, well, that's uh, plantar fasciitis. So that's that's that. it's a bit of a week-to-week proposition. So we hope he gets up next week. We want to see him in that team. Dockers have had a total of 42 backward kicks this season, the second most in the league. What I did like about them last week, when did they look their best, Barra? They looked their when best. When they went forward. Yeah, but they were going forward with handball chains, using handball yeah, more as an yeah. attacking weapon. So those handballs through the corridor, they look really dangerous. And they've got some very, I mean, Switkowski, um, terrific player. When he has the footy in his yeah. hands, you know they're going to score. He's their best player. But they have to put him Most in. Most dangerous player, yeah. They have to put him in. Who's better than him? Oh, Brasher's better. He'd be probably mate, the best player. Not, not, not at the moment, mate. Yeah, fair call. Mate, he got towed. And a, 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 when I say. They Switzkowski is the man they send the SOS to. He goes in the middle, doesn't he? Mm. He goes into the middle and does the job. Aisha's been playing through there as well, which kind of surprised me. I didn't think the big ruckman starting in the middle worked that well. I think we talked Luke about Jackson, that. Luke Jackson, yeah. Yeah, when he manned up on shoot. But I, I, I understood the philosophy yeah, behind I can it. Get him, involved. get him involved in the game. And it, didn't, and it actually worked to an extent. He might explode. At the Adelaide Oval. Well, he was better, wasn't he? And yeah. I think they were better. But we just want to see more of it across four quarters. So that Sarong was good, but he had, he had Jinby. How's Jinby's form? Oh, we'll get to Jinby in a moment. Mm. But he So Jinby's played on Tom Green mm. and Caleb Sarong. And they're coming in against Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Who did he want? Oh, Clayton Oliver. <laughs> I'll have Clayton Oliver, the Brownlow favourite. So who He actually pick- said that. He actually said his name. Good. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind playing on Clayton Oliver. I said, excuse me? It's a rapid learning excuse curve, Excuse me? Baking powder? Yeah. Like, I said to Benny, Benny Cousins, we were talking about it on the news, and he said, mate, I never played in the midfield in my first year. This mm. kid's doing better than me. Yeah. And that's a big statement, doing better than Ben in his first year. Mm. Big statement. Who are you going for? So I'm picking Adelaide. You no, pick- I'm staying with the, I'm staying with the, uh, the Dockers. Good for you, mate. Uh, Saturday, you six, Saturday at the MCG, Richmond $1.52, the Western Bulldogs $2.50. I reckon this is the one I had the most difficulty mm, toss with. Toss the coin, innit? I'm going Richmond. Um, I, I, I pick... Because of Dusty? Yeah. Jacob? Dusty's a big factor. Hopper, Tarando. Um, they weren't far off last week, but they're not... Yeah. Richmond, they're not far off. Ugly game. Wet weather game. Yeah, toss it. you're absolutely right. Toss of the coin. I'm, I think I'll stay with Richmond by six points or eight points or something like that. Um, the Bulldogs coming off their first win of the season. It was a strong performance against the Lions. I'm still not convinced, but the Tigers haven't been super either. So, Won three of their last four games against the Bulldogs by an average of 26 points. Uh, Bulldogs, here's a couple of interesting stats. Yeah. Third oldest team in the competition last round. Average age of 26.9. Have won only three quarters this season across the board. Three quarters. That's right. The fewest uh, victories in the AFL. Wow. Well, good stat quarter. Uh, I'll give you a better one, though. When they get in their hands on an inside 50, they're making the most of it. 8-1 from set shots last week against Brisbane, which included 7-0 from 15 to 30 metres out from all sources. So really? they're functioning well efficiency. when they're getting it inside. They're it doesn't always efficiency. happen, though, does it? It doesn't always happen, but look, I'm really tempted to go for them, but I'm going for Richmond. You were right about the bullies last week, though, mate. Mm. You tipped them for Brisbane. Well, they needed, had to win, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They had to win, so uh, I'm, I'm going to pick Richmond this You're week. You're a good judge. Who are you going with? Yeah, I'm going with the Tigers. A St Kilda v Gold Coast Marvel Stadium, Saturday, April 8, $1.48 St Kilda, $2.65 Gold Coast. St Kilda has won each of the last seven matches against Gold Coast, of which five have been by less than 10 points. Um, the Saints have conceded a total conceded a total of 167 points in the first three rounds. It's fewer since 2010 when it conceded 168 over that period. St Kilda playing, the foundation of their game, Barra, is classic Ross Lyon defensive mm. mechanism. When they're getting it, mm-hmm. they're, they're working their way into inside 50 in a smart, intelligent way. They're not just bombing it in there. And um, so I'm going to pick them in this game. I'm yet to be convinced with Gold Coast. A lot of false thorns for that team. Did you say, did you say that the Saints have beaten them eight of their last nine clashes? I mean, if... The- that's extraordinary. Yeah, but I think probably Gold Coast is a lot of teams that have won most of their games. Yeah, yeah, but the Saints haven't been super. So, you know, that is a real... You've got to go to the Saints just on that. It's at Marvel as well. Interesting to see Suns star Ben King finding some form, took a screamer, and his brother, no doubt, will be watching what on. What about Lacosius last week? Yeah. How's that bomb he kicked from Five goals, including metres. that bomb. Uh, he's a very good player. Is there a better kick in the competition? 
No, no. Well, well, he's up there. He's up where there with some of the others. Beautiful that, uh, kick of the footy. Yeah, I Jack. think we're. I think we're going the Saints. They here. go right around the ground at stoppages too. I think they're number one in the comp from that, and that's Matt Rowell, Noah Anderson. So Ross Lyon, four and A, top of the ladder, mm. unbelievable. Yep, I think the sugar hit stays for a little while longer. SCG Saturday, Sydney Swans a dollar thirty four, Port Adelaide three dollars twenty five. I'm pretty confident um, picking Sydney at home. Mm. On just on Port Adelaide, they've, they've got a few issues, haven't they? Yeah, well, there's genuine and genuine p- pressure on the coach too, on Ken Hinckley now. And if they t- were to drop another one, they're very disappointing in round three. Sydney, they'll be dirty about getting pumped on the weekend. Buddy, you know, with Buddy, they he, they went to him ten times when they went forward, and our man Logan only three times. So that must be very frustrating. But I was watching the game, and when where Buddy plays, it must be very hard to avoid him. You'll see this giant presence. You go. I'm kicking to that bloke. He's a superstar. He's huge. He's like a magnet, but not always the great best option. But against Port Adelaide, yeah, probably at the SCG in that short ground, we can just kick him out of the square. Yeah, probably Sydney. Um, they don't mind going there, Port. Won their last two games at the SCG by 28 and 23 points in that order. Also won six matches in a row against the Swans, dating back to 2017. That surprised me. Mm. Having said that, a lot to like about Sydney this year. They've leaked a lot of Got goals. Got to work there. it out. MCG, very bad. Mm. I mean, their last two games there have been abysmal, but... Um, got to work at their road form on that a little bit, but you've got to like them at home, don't you? Yeah, I think we'll stay with Sydney there. On to Sunday. Essendon, $1.48. Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. The Giants, $2.65 at Marvel Stadium. Um, I'll tell you what impressed me last week at the Giants was Jack Buckley. Got mm. the job on mm-hmm. Kerno. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Um, I think he had he's had 26 spoils from this season. He's ranked equal first in the competition. So um, look out for him. Essendon, they've been pretty impressive, I think, so far this year. Uh, we'll set a, Got set themselves a back into the game against St Kilda yeah. last week. Weren't able to continue on with it. But I'm going to pick Essendon to win this game. It's lost its last four games against GWS at Marvel Stadium by an average of 12 points. Is that right? Well, you know what's interesting? That Will Setterfield, uh, Ryan Daniels put me onto him. I had a look at him last week, and he was he's averaging 25 possessions, six tackles, and 500 metres gained per match. So as an E come on under the new coach, the, we should talk about Stephen Cornelio too, because I thought that was I thought that was pretty. I mean, the, it was a shocking descent decision. It was the worst one of the year, most controversial. He only just sort of lifted his hands, and they got the extra kick and got two goals. But then during the week, the umpires let it be known that he'd been whinging, persistent whinging. They you know, deny that. The it, Giants deny that. He doesn't look like a whinger to me. And even if he was whinging, and maybe they warned him, maybe they said, next time you do that, mate, you're going to go. But he wouldn't have thought it'd be a second kick. He did bail out on his arms up thing, so maybe he did know that was coming. But his coach said, absolute rubbish, absolute rubbish. And, and I know the Cornelios, his brothers at Perth, he's, they're a wonderful family. He'd be bleeding about that because that really cost him. And I, I suspect I, I don't know where, that, where what you do now. You well, just I'm not keep your eyes down. about that rule. Yeah, uh, but they, their don't explanation was clear as mud. I don't know where we're at with it. I just want some consistency. I don't mind. There is a question about this, so we'll get to it. But just be consistent. That's all I ask. Twenty-two points. The okay. bombers for me. I'll go eighteen points. The bombers. Okay. Um, Optus Stadium Sunday, the big one, Barra. Mm. Wait for the odds here, the tab touch odds here. These are amazing. Eight dollars fifty. Eight dollars fifty. Eight dollars fifty. I was joking. Melbourne, a dollar <laughs> seven. They are eight fifty now. Just tell, tell me this: When was the last time you I'm could remember on. West Coast at home? Eight dollars fifty. That's staggering. What a Melbourne, a dollar seven or something. Dollar seven. Dollar seven. Actually, You're not judge. just pulling that off the top should, of your head. You've written those no, down. No, I no, I haven't. I should be in the, in the game. Mate, that's unbelievable. I mean, massive injury. Six. Can you believe six injuries? It's As as a famous footballer once said, it was deja vu all over again um, <laughs> last year well, let's when have they a lost look. all those blokes around so, the same So, yo, time. calf, test. Harry Edwards' ankle test. And, of course, they want him to come in for McGovern this week. Twisted his ankle at training. You're, the West Australian got a brilliant shot chest. of that. Oh, it was a great photo, was wasn't that? it? Yeah. Campbell chest and knee, TBA. McGovern, obviously, a tendon issue. Nick Natanui with his Achilles. Um, Liam Ryan with a tendon hamstring. Two bad injuries. Cripps, Jamison, Shuey a couple of weeks. Witherden and Williams, unbelievable. What did you think of Liam Ryan going back on and then having Had a to. hammy? Had to. Well, the, well he didn't have to. Well, uh, they, they still had 
18 blokes. Simpson is adamant that the injury was already um, sustained and that he didn't do it any further damage. Um, he didn't he do it any up. further damage. That's a what hamstring. he suggested. No. Well, yeah, but he, that's when he was talking about the knee. Then it turned out to be a hamstring no, tendon. No, I think he was talking Don't about Don't tell me you can't re- hurt a, t- a tendon in your hammy, <laughs> especially when you're going for hangers like he was. It's a pretty good effort, really, to go back out there. <laughs> and he was walking laps on Monday. So maybe they didn't know. Maybe they thought, you know what, well, he's sweet. And then he had the scan and went bang. So he'll be gone for tw- eight to 12 weeks and McGov maybe longer. Now, it'll be good even to worse. see a Jacob Van Royen back here this week, Barry. Yeah, Royen, yeah. Roo. He'll, he'll get Barras and Hearn, so you know he's alive at Optus Stadium. Mind you, the ball will be coming in a bit. Uh, Cripsy's – well, what about Yo? Let's talk about Yo. So do you play Yo? He hasn't played for nine months. He's played a bit in the preseason. If he's fit, absolutely. You chuck him straight in. If he's fit. Really? Yeah. Well, and cop another injury? Or? Players, they're very good at getting players match fit these days with their work rate. So, Mate, <laughs> be, I think I'm almost thinking we should send him to the waffle for a week. Just, I mean, are they desperate for that desperate for a win, or do they, they're not possibly not going to win, are they? Possibly not going to win. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to say they're not going to win, but I think their outs are too big. They now. were very good on the weekend. I they mean, I'm not, I'm not even tempted at the eight fifty. I can tell you, that's just, it's just not going to happen. I would, I, I, I'm different. I wouldn't play Yo. I'd give Hoff a go. I'd get Jai Cully in there. I reckon Greg Clark maybe even yep. give Clarkie a go. Um, some people are tipping a three figure loss, hundred points. Well. They've probably got – I don't want to give them an out, but they've probably got the excuse, haven't they? No, they're, they're down on, they're be, down on soldiers. Geez, no, I'll give them credit uh, for their game again in the derby, though. Geez, they had a crack, yeah, especially in that third quarter. Now, you mentioned Ruben Jinby before. Yeah. Um, leading the AFL for tackles this season. How's that? Leading the AFL for tackles. Tackle efficiency of 81%, which is the third best percentage the clamp. of the top 54 attempts. So he'll find himself in the company of – Oliver and Petraka this yeah. week, which will fantastic learning for him, isn't it? Oh, it's, it is. It's remarkable. I mean, he's not losing any confidence, but the fact that he actually mentioned the fella's name and said you wouldn't mind playing on him, yeah. I thought, whoa. Oh, he's, that's, that's, <laughs> but it's, it's not false bravado, though. He, he looks like a kid no, he's with a really level head. Yeah. So, looks like a, they, they've picked a great kid there. They've got a great kid. They, they could have got Cheezle, but this kid's pretty good. Yeah, no, I'll, look, I'll have him every day of the week. Easter Monday Barra. Geelong a dollar eighteen. Now I like these tasty odds. Hawthorne four dollars eighty. Mm. Tell you what, ooh, oh, at the G, Hawthorne won the contested possession count by nineteen last round. Their third best result across the last two seasons. More impressive, Barra. Hawthorne eighteenth for clearances last year, number one okay. this year, and everyone was bagging the club okay. for releasing O'Meara and Mitchell, and they're going okay. Hawthorne, Strange, isn't it? they're not going to be a lot of W's this year. But they're going in the right direction, I reckon, my boys. I, I spoke about Will Day um, on Tuesday, but mm. I probably didn't should have spoken a bit about Dylan Moore. He's really elevated himself. Yeah, a couple of years ago, he was line ball on that list um, as a small forward, and now he's a very, very good midfielder forward. So it looks like the Cats will get Mitch Duncan back too, which they're important really, player. Really been missing. Um, the big concern for them is. Um, uh, they've lost the clearance count by seven per game this season. They're ranked 17th. Also, the contested position count by 15 per game, ranked 17th. They're very un-Geelong stats, aren't yeah. they, from what we've seen in recent years. Talk about a must-win game for them. It's a, talk about... Zip and three, though, Barry. You know, everyone's saying, oh, you can't play finals. Don't forget, we've gone one extra game this year. Gather yeah, round. Yeah, so they're true. playing 23. So Zip and four might be a bit hard. Oh, zip and four. <laughs> you'd probably put a line through them. But I'm telling you, I'm not... I don't think but they. I, I, I'm tipping Geelong them, win this game. I'm tipping them to get off the bottom of the ladder. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Did you believe that Geelong's on the bottom of the ladder? And who's on top? You look at that. Is it St Kilda? St. Kilda? Yeah, no. Would you pick that World's three weeks mad. ago? World's gone the mad, world brother. has gone fair dinkum crazy, Barra. And I, just a bit like our letters. <laughs> they have. Now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the thirsty camel mailbag. Yes, and thank you to Thirsty Camel. Uh, today, Barra, mm-hmm. uh, we are giving away a 30-can block of a Great Northern Super Crisp. Yeah. Beautiful, the, beautiful The best-selling beer is. in WA, apparently. Beautiful drop. Now, we've got a bit to get through, and we do have a clubhouse leader as well. I'll get to that in a minute. But this one from Randall Skinner. Now, you'll like this one, Barra. Mm-hmm. This is another... Uh, uh, some more mail about the Glenn Denning Allen medal votes. Oh, the Tim, Randall the says, Tim Kelly controversy. So Randall says, Tim Kelly didn't even beat his opponent in brackets, Aish. Compare their metres gain per effective possession. Aish and Kelly 
had Kelly under pressure on many of Kelly's possessions and reduced their effectiveness. I think both the media and the coaches got their votes wrong. Coaches' votes should have been split. Five ace, four Kelly, not seven Kelly, two ace. Regards, Randall. That's a great email, and thank you, Randall. But I have to disagree with you. <laughs> so everyone got it wrong, except you. Mate, oh, if well, you no, reckon but no, no, Tim- but Will Schofield gave him no votes. Okay. okay. If you reckon- and somebody else gave him one vote. If you but reckon- you gave him two votes. If you votes. reckon Ace was more effective than Tim Kelly, I was at a different game. Because if you mm. reckon that, then Ace say hello to the Mad Hatter, the Cheshire Cat, all of those guys, because you're in Wonderland <laughs> with Alice, I can tell you. He did have a- Ace had a decent game, though. And it's it's so interesting that they're throwing him in the middle. He's the Mr. Fix-It. And so I don't know what happens when Fifey comes back. I, I, I still think he's going to get in the middle. But thank you for that, email. Thank you. Uh, this one from Michelle. High quarters and Barrett. With school holidays fast approaching, is the gather round accessible at all for families from non-South Australia and Victorian states? Not sure what he means by that. Or well, some of the games are at weird times and on, on weekdays and that sort of stuff. And I like it. They're out at uh, Mount Barker is one place and Norwood Oval, the other place. So, But let's hope they get big. Apparently, it's, well, the tickets are selling amazing. I like the concept. Not so sure about the name of it. Gather, gather round. round. I suppose it grows on you, doesn't it? The rugby league got magic round. Well, you can't. And we copy go. What that. can we do with that? No, yeah. You can't beat magic round. I would say I would have still named <laughs> it. it. I would have named it after a a great in that particular state. Modra round. Well, whatever. Yeah, you yeah. can. And then you just you you change it around every time. So next change year it, it might be in Sydney. So you name it after a city. Or the Danaher yeah. from New South Wales. So the bridge the bridge that's round. That's what I would have done. But anyway, uh, this one from Harris from Cloverdale. You're an ideas man. Though. G'day, great men. I am. I've dug another hole. Uh, there's all this chatter about whether people can boo or not. Surely the booing is losing his effectiveness. When an away player is lining up for a kick and misses, the entire crowd just, crowd just outright laughs at the player. Let them know, get stuck into them. The more directly in front they were, the louder they laughed at. Thoughts? Well, you pay your, you pay for your seat. Yeah. I think as long as it's not nasty I'm not a huge or racist. Booer. Are you oh, a booer? Booing's all right. Come are on. you a booer? Have you ever actually, nah, have you ever actually gone boo? No, I haven't booed. Seriously booed someone? No, I've thrown some uh, some commentary players away, but I've not booed. Yeah. I don't really like the booing. Sometimes you go along but with it. But you can do what you like if you pay funny. for your ticket, as long as it's not racist yeah. or you you know. I don't mind if it's tongue in cheek, but because the problem here, as you know, is that the 90% of the crowd is following one team. So it's very easy to boo. You have a crack in Melbourne, and when it's 50-50, and someone pulls your coat and goes, mate, what are you doing? And especially if you're abusing someone, suddenly you're not booing as hard. It's a, it's a great leveller in Melbourne, I can tell you. Here you can be as courageous as you like. You so can. I'm not a huge booer. I, I, I think it doesn't look good for kids, you know what I mean? You see, you see the kids seeing you're seeing their parents booing, but actually passionately, negatively booing. And the umpires especially. You know when the umpires come off and they start booing the umpires? I've always find that a bit strange. You feel like doing no, it, I don't but like you shouldn't I do it. I don't like the booing of umpires. <laughs> They're doing their best. It's a very difficult game to um, to officiate, you know, AFL. Yeah. So I don't like booing of umpires. This one from Andrew, High Quarters and Barra. Gil McLaughlin has committed a minimum of $15 million from the AFL to the Tasmanian Stadium at Arts Precinct. $10 million for the club training administration facility, $290 million for the club in the first 10 years, which is part of a $360 million package for a Tasmanian team and Tasmanian footy. Please, can Optus Stadium and both local clubs be funded retrospectively from the AFL? <laughs> when will the AFL try to pacify the WA footy fans who continue to pay the highest cost in Australia for seating at the football? That's a very good email. Optus Stadium cost $1.6 billion to build, uh, the Optus and the Precinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Nothing originally budgeted at uh, 700 mil. But I think what we've got, and, and he's quite right, not a cent, in, not yeah. one cent. But then again, they're asking Tasmania for a quarter of a bill as well for a stadium, aren't they? And the state, federal the, the government, government. And sort of it hinges on the federal government budget next month on mm. what they're going to commit to it. So I'm all for a Tasmanian team. Uh, I think they need to have that stadium, and it needs to be have a roof, and it needs because it is Tassie. Let's the be Dockers honest. were so unlucky, you know, when they came in because the Eagles had feasted on the AFL, and after five seasons won a premiership. Can you believe that? After five seasons, we won the flag. So they, the AFL's worked out, geez, we gave these blokes too much advantage. You know, Mitchell White, Jason Ball, even Jacko came on after the teams were, we were playing finals. It was unbelievable. We had these amazing um, allowances to us. So when the Dockers came in, they got bugger all. They got absolutely bugger all. And they got 
the hardest run of any club, any new club, and very stiff. And they're still paying the price. They still haven't got over. I can it. tell you, there won't be any retrospective uh, retrospective funding. No, no chance. But funding. and and you're right. The AFL should have contributed. We contributed, Barra taxpayers. But we can be proud. It's the it's not the biggest stadium in Australia. Obviously, the MCG is, but it's the best stadium. Mm. It is a wonderful stadium. But Colin Barnett didn't want it controlled by the AFL, did he? He wanted to make it for cricket and everyone else well, concerts, and that's that's what he's did. So good luck to him. Yeah, I suppose. And, and look, I, I take great pride in when my friends come over and uh, media colleagues come over from mm. interstate for the first time and see the stadium. That's right. And they are well, really impressed, as they should be, because the uh, it's just a wonderful stadium. It is. And yeah. we had nothing to do with it either. What do you mean? <laughs> you and me. We yes, had nothing we to do with it, but we go, look at our great yes, stadium. Yes, we did. Oh, our taxes. That's our right. Taxes yeah, that's right. A lot, of tax. a lot now, of tax. Now, bear with me <laughs> with this one. This is from, uh, this is from Tim. Quarters and Barra, it has long driven me to distraction watching players after a behind has been scored, either run 25 metres out of the goal square before bouncing or kicking the ball, or doing dinky little sideways kicks paid as marks by field umpires who often pay 10 metre kicks as marks. When you know the distance between goalposts is only 7 metres, it does give a handy guide. I am proposing that a new field marking is included on Australian rules footy fields to make on-field adjudication easier for the umpiring fraternity. Wait for it. I've got some illustration here. This is a dashed arc 15 metres out from the top middle of the goal square and running parallel to the 9-metre goal square as per image attached. Now, our listeners... Uh, oh, he sent a, a graph. On it, but Very nice. A, he's, he's set this graphic here. Well, that's good. So... Um, the purpose of this Got his is desktop threefold. Fired up. One, if the player plays on from the goal square, it is to ensure a player either bounces or kicks the ball prior to crossing this line. Two, a kick from the goal square must travel at least this distance to be paid as a mark. And three, it provides umpires with a handy in-game guide as to approximating the true length of a 15-metre kick or running with the ball prior to bouncing in general play. So they can consistently calibrate often contentious adjudications. Very interesting. Yeah, he's put some work into that. He has put a terrific, lot of work into that. Terrific, Tim. So we'll work. That's, that's in the mix, I think. I don't think I don't think we need more lines on the ground, but I, I get where he's going. I agree. Just it maybe becomes too much like American football mm. where you've got the, like gridiron, the gridiron the gridiron yeah. pattern. It's actually yeah. referred to as gridiron, which the Americans yeah. hate because it's not what the game is. It's actually played on a gridiron, mm. but it's known as American football. Yeah. I don't want to see too like many lines as it is. No, I don't right. want to see too many more lines, but I, I love the email and where it's going. Uh, this one from Brendan from Inglewood. Hello, Barqua. 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 Uh, sounds like a new fragrance. Uh, just a quick one. Love Jai Amos, raw, but looks like a pure full forward. I agree mm. with that. I hope they get games into him this year. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. To your recollection, has two. he actually kicked a point yet? I think he's only kicked goals and hit the post twice. He's like Sue Very Larkin. good email. He's actually has. He's kicked 2-1 from his two games. Mm-hmm. Um, kicked 4-1 in three games last year. So uh, I, He goes back like a forward. He go, You know he goes back like? Austin Robinson. No one will know who that is, but... One of the all-time great kicks. Not quite as good as Murray Cooper, but one of the all-time great kicks. Kicked 1,200 goals. And you know, if he played at Perth, he would have kicked 10,000 goals in front of our team. One, the one behind he kicked last year was, remember, in the final against the Bulldogs, it's from the top of the Jai square. Amos. Top of the square, hit yeah. the post, and then grew in confidence as yeah. the game unfolded. But you can see him set up. Beautiful he, he kick marks of the, the spot. He goes back. He's, he holds the ball like a full forward. So he's the guy they just got to promote. They're talking about bringing Tracy in instead of Tabernar this week. Where, what do you think about that? I don't mind it. Uh, Drop tabs because tabs hasn't. Yeah, I don't think he's kicked a goal, has he? Yeah, I do like Matt Tabner. I'm, I'm, I'm one of his fans. He but showed a bit. Yeah, um, I reckon you need Keep him. you need someone to create a bit of chaos in that mm. forward line. So I, a I'd really have big guy, hit up guy, bring the ball to the ground. I mean, I think he needs to make his presence felt, Tracy. But I don't mind that at all. Uh, we've got one from Mrs. Longmuir. Um, I'm writing regarding the umpire dissent issue. You can quickly create clarity by banning all types of dissent. The umpires are the ones in charge, so respect their decision. That's in capitals. Kids aren't allowed to back chat to their teachers. It's not acceptable. But they do. They do. It's not acceptable <laughs> to back chat to the boss at work, so don't back chat the umpires. It's a bad look and disrespectful. Plus, it achieves nothing. Has back chat ever reversed a decision? Well, no, no, it hasn't. But it's uh, a very passionate game, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Very emotional game. I, I don't know if, if Mrs. Longmuir has played, but if she would, she would have got very excited in the match. And it, when you're sort of 
fired up and you're getting really aggressive and physical and something goes against you and you clearly can see it's a mistake is is so hard to swallow your tongue. As long as you don't swear at an umpire or you're aggressive towards an umpire, then well, I think you're, you're entitled to Well, what would Mrs. Say, Lomia say about Cornelio, what he did? It doesn't really mention it. But yeah, I know what, she I think what, what Mrs. would she say? What she's saying is that don't dispute the umpires at all. There should yeah. be no dissent. Now, you look at rugby union. Rugby, right? I, people hate me saying union, but I'm just yeah, differentiating rugby, yeah, rugby between league. league. Yeah. But sir. Sir. Yep. And if you dispute them, it's, oh, you're off. I know. Red card. Oh, uh, yeah, they... And they, well, they're super intellects, all the rugby blokes are, and that's the only thing. They all come out of private schools, so they've probably got a bit of self-control. We're sort of more blue-collar in the footy, and it's very hard to control yourself. Very hard. I'm not saying that you know, smart people can control themselves. I'm just saying that they're schooled in it through their private school upbringing not to – and you say, sir, I, I, I used to laugh my head off. I, when I played rugby for Marist and Royals and all that, mm-hmm. you'd hear them go, excuse me, sir, what was that for? And they get the expert. Oh, thank you, sir, and walk off. <laughs> well, it's hard, and, and you know, particularly it, it does permeate down to junior ranks, and that's an important point because mm. I think you've got to respect umpires because we're losing them, you know, and we need yeah, to, we need we need umpires at, at the but junior what, but level. But you would say what you saw from Cornelio? I don't think that was dissent. You know, and like it was he a sort very, of went with his arms down, like, and then he sort of pulled back. Oh, jeez, I'm in trouble. The problem with it, Barra, is there were many other examples over the weekend mm. that weren't penalised. So as long as they're consistent, I'm okay. But I think there's got to be some breathing space between. I mean, you, what is dissent? You've got to. It's hard because it's a grey area. But I, yeah. the, the email the AFL sent out, I'm none the wiser. So did you like uh, Freddie's flip as well? You're pretty happy with that? Uh, I love I love that stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, happy with it. Me too. The only thing I thought was, did you read the play a little bit? You know, West Coast were banged up. Mm. Maybe Is a little rubbing bit. rubbing it in too much? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I'd love to see him and do it, but maybe well. it wasn't the right occasion. He, he did play okay. But generally speaking, Barry, I don't want to stamp that out. I no. love that stuff. We want They're entertainers. And that's and what we, Collingwood's done. That's what flies down at Collingwood. He's mm. backed him in. Have fun, boys. Do whatever you want. Remember Ginevin, Jacko? Ginevin can do whatever he likes. Remember Jacko? The funniest story with Jacko. Remember Kelvin Moore? Yeah. And he was did, doing the headstands because Kelvin Moore said to him, you'll never be a oh, Mark Jackson. while your ass points to the ground. Mark Jackson. So he started doing headstands. When he went to Geelong, and Tom Hafey was the coach, the late, great Tom Hafey was the coach. He went to Geelong. First day there, Tom Hafey's walked out on the ground, and Mark Jackson's halfway up a goal um, post. And he said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm practicing my next trick. So that's what he was telling him. I'll, he, be, I'll be climbing up a goal. He peddled that into you know a good off-field income for himself, didn't he, too, doing yeah. those ads Ever ready and all the rest of it. Look, he was an entertainer, yeah. and uh, we 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 want entertainers. So. No one, but no one took him seriously. But he kicked a lot of goals. He was a good football. So maybe he did himself a disservice because he was, he was, he was no mug. A bit like Alan Jakovic. Yeah, Super. he had a good couple of years, Super. didn't he? So Barra, yes. um, we've got to decide here. Do we go with our our friend Tim with his fifteen metre zone, or oh, the amount of work he put in? He did put a lot of work I mean, into no, it. That graphic. Or do we go to the clubhouse leader from Tuesday, um, Liam? Uh, in regard to the Eagles' injury woes, do you think the rise in soft tissue injuries could be linked to the older players' bodies not being able to transition to a fast game style? I love that email. Mm. But well, for amount of work, I mean, to, to do two pages and to have an explanation, draw up the ground, put the dots of you know where the 15-metre zone is, this goal square, it's very good work. So, Tim, you are our winner this week. Congratulations. Please send your details to quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. Thanks for all your mail. Please keep your emails short. Uh, include your details. And as I said, send them to quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. Barra, thank you. Good luck with your tips yep. this week. Good luck to all our listeners and your tips. And we look forward to catching up with you on Tuesday after round four. And have a happy Easter, everyone. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.